This is Right Now at AWS, the podcast series that surfaces patterns, best practices, and successful solutions across every imaginable industry. I'm your host, Katie Doftis. Low-code application platform technology is allowing customers to build applications 72 to 85% faster with less reliance on IT. It enables technical staff and business users by supporting core business application development, the stuff that IP is made of, along with improving process efficiency. Low-code application platform tech is part of the intelligent automation technology area, and here to talk about it is Madhu Raman, AWS Worldwide Head of Intelligent Automation. Madhu, thank you so much for taking the time today. Katie, thanks so much for having me back again. Yes, Madhu, we've previously talked about intelligent automation and low-code, no-code solutions. Those are episodes 485 and 495, respectively, if you want to take a listen. But today, we're diving into low-code application platform technology. Can you define it and differentiate it from low-code solutions in particular? Yes, Katie. As you mentioned, low-code application platform technology, uh, which we, you know, we abbreviated as LCAP, L-C-A-P, it accelerates solution portfolio assembly for intelligent automation on AWS. And LCAP unlocks assembly capabilities for the business and IT users to automate application-driven workflow and design intelligent automation kind of solutions that drive greater value from human capital. So an example of LCAP is Mendix on AWS with support of business side citizen developers aligned with an IT-governed framework and this is foundational to the value proposition from LCAP. Think of low-code solutions, right, as the live app running in the AWS cloud with the backing of DevOps and continuous integration and continuous delivery. So it's an outcome of using the LCAP technology. And there is built-in monitoring and alerting, enabling the operation of a portfolio of these solutions running at scale on AWS and it is also running on the customer's uh, you know, mobile phones, iOS, Android, et cetera. These solutions could be one of three types. Experimental pursuits, which are aspects of the enterprise where our customers want to explore an early stage concept and are not quite at the point where they can be specific regarding the details of how this ties into existing processes. Business leaders, you know, they want to see a proof of concept really quickly. And after going through several iterations rapidly, they can either specify how they want the new work to flow or decide to not pursue this. Another type of pursuit, which we typically see for these solutions, right? They are the differentiated pursuits. And these are areas where our customers want to do things differently from their peers. They're able to frame their vision and how this differentiating idea should be executed and expect these details to change, adapt, to their enterprise needs. And basically, they expect a proof-of-value trial to pave the way for scale deployment. And that's where, again, the LCAP technology really shines. And these differentiated pursuits, they provide a competitive advantage and are typically tied to demonstrating enhanced operational effectiveness compared to the operating baseline, that is the current baseline. And finally, you have the non-differentiated pursuits for which our customers adopt commonly accepted practices, but these change at a very slow space, you know, supporting the enterprise. Often uh, our customers, you know, their leaders who are engaged with LCAP, 
they have to comply with regulations which could be internal or actually industry-wide. And the competitive advantage of creating solutions this way is from the type of pursuit, from this type of pursuit, is aligned to cost reduction measures. So being able to accelerate the delivery of any of these types of solutions, right, any of these three pursuits, by up to 85%, you know, that is what LCAP enables. That is a really stunning data point. And this is so timely right now. Of course, accelerating development is always desirable, but current state, the labor market is tight and hiring needed developers is proving challenging to so many organizations. Uh, But the other side of the coin is how low-code platform technology enables business users as well. Can you explain further how it does both? Yes, Katie. Let me share an example of how business users get started with Mendix on AWS, for example. Their application development journey starts with Mendix Studio, and this is a place where we find the business users can create, view, and edit your typical applications without having to dive into technical details. So with the Studio, they can create and edit applications right in their browser without even installing software. And a specific focus on collaboration and control across contributors and the different phases of development gives these business developers or or users, right, everything needed to manage rapid development and deployment on AWS. And, you know, they're actually, you know, incorporating AWS services in the context of what we call microflows. And these microflows, right, can be used to change or extend the standard behavior of the user interface elements in these applications to add custom logic, you know, to your applications, to integrate with other systems, database, web services. You know, these are deep-end kind of development tasks that typically IT or product development would do. But now you can let the business developer, the citizen developer, uh, do this. And this is where it becomes really interesting for business users. This is the part I really, really love because there is an artificial intelligence-powered agent which is available to them, to these business users, that helps them configure these microflows in the studio, right? In the Mendix studio. Uh, And this capability called Mendix Assist, it provides contextual logic, configuration, and performance-related suggestions to help them build the applications, to actually suggest, right, once you've done a few steps, hey, here is what you should be doing, here is what you could be doing. That is really, really rich. And it gives inexperienced users recommendations on configuring the next step of their microflow based on these activities, parameters, and events that already exist in what they have put on the screen and on the browser so far. And if you kind of dive deeper onto that, you know, this whole assistance business, the Mendix Assist, that was built using machine learning analysis of over 12 million anonymized application flows. And it uses deep learning to detect best practice patterns before suggesting that to that business user. This is sounding so intuitive and so exciting to have these capabilities at your fingertips. Does it take a long time for someone to train up on this? Hey, Katie, uh, really, LCAP is as easy to get started with on AWS as the broader IA journey. And basically, the customer priority is, you know, kind of determines whether they go on the broader IA journey or start tackling it. And they're basically, you know, innovation needs for the customer, differentiation needs, and system of record kind of needs, you know, where the slow pace of uh, systems changing need to be dealt with. And for the first two, right, innovation and differentiation needs, um, you can jump in right in and start uh, working with LCAP. 
And for the latter, right, we would recommend starting more with process assessment, et cetera. And, you know, to your basic question of, hey, how easy is it? How real is this? You know, as AWS customers embrace low-code, no-code, and particularly LCAP, for example, like we have been talking about, like Mendix on AWS, understanding how they can move through that transition in a systematic manner, that is the part that is important, right? Giving some thought to that. So we recommend a structured methodology when kind of engaging in starting on this, like assess, rationalize, and plan on the initiative uh, that deliver qualitative and quantitative value and uh, to help drive success and adoption of these developments. So we refer to this approach as a start, structure, and scale. And the start phase focuses on quickly establishing a first team delivering one or more initial applications, which, by the way, business users can do very much, right? And which show value and absolutely delight the users. The structure phase beyond that is to drive predictability and continuity, you know, to formalize a methodology and architecture. And the scale phase, uh, very obviously, right, is to improve productivity by applying the methodology across the organization. But the actual use of this platform to do things, I mean, it's really very easy uh, to get started on AWS. Let's talk about some use cases and typical results on AWS. What real-world outcomes are you seeing? With LCAP, you can build a wide range of transactional and event-driven applications, Katie, for all kinds of industries. And this is regardless of complexity, performance, or scale. Let me share a few examples. So, Code to contract management applications, right? This is very, very common across most industries. It definitely occurs in every one of the 22 commercial industries that IA works with on AWS. And what we observed was that it was delivered in eight weeks with just two full-time employees, uh, actually citizen developers, and resulted in 25% uh, lowering of the total cost of ownership. Uh, E-commerce, configure price and code portal, uh, typically abbreviated CPQ, right, delivered in three months, reduced the cost of customer acquisition by 80%. Uh, End-to-end quality and operations management application uh, delivered in three weeks by a team consisting of two IT people, uh, resulting in 86% of time savings with process automation and 100% time saved with real-time reporting. Uh, which was originally manual and paper-based. And a final example I want to share with you, mobile quality management application. And this was delivered in 20 days. Native mobile app, I'm, I'm talking about starting from scratch and delivering something which is production quality used by the business, right? I'm not talking about a proof of concept. I'm not talking about uh, a trial. I'm talking about real deployment. So this was delivered in 20 days, the mobile quality management app. And it's a native mobile app that is deployed on hand scanners uh, with more than 15 service integrations. And that's one of the big deals about LCAP. It comes with out-of-the-box connectors for a bunch of different enterprise apps. You know, in this age where you have anywhere from 70 to 170 plus apps in the enterprise, this is very important. And um, it also had real-time ERP and other data source integration. So yeah, we've been observing some phenomenal results Wow, that is really impressive. Congratulations. I feel like that's in order. <laughs> um, but what are some best practices around when to implement uh, LCAP? That is, is it best practice to implement a platform before starting on an intelligent automation journey? Or is it best suited for those already that have experience with IA? You touched on this a little bit, but I feel like it's important to dig a little deeper. 
So, Katie, uh, first want to share that LCAP is really easy to get started with on AWS. You're you're quite right. You could start with intelligent automation in its broad capacity, which would be process assessment, uh, working with low-code automation uh, alongside digital workers. Or you could just jump right into low-code automation platforms and use them to create your applications. So what we find is that working backwards from the customer needs, you can really determine when is one way better than the other. So when the customer is focused on innovation needs, uh, which are fast moving, uh, it's extremely well suited to jump right into LCAP and get started. Also, when they are looking at differentiation needs, i.e. apps which need to potentially differentiate the processes that they're working with, and which usually require a lot of enterprise integration, but at the same time, they want to really check out how that integration would pan out from a business outcome perspective, right? In both of those cases, starting with LCAP really helps because it's highly accelerated. You can look at production-level kind of quality coming out of the activities in a really quick time frame. Now, when you're dealing with system of record needs, uh, we would recommend starting with intelligent automation, the broader piece, i.e. process assessment, because these are slow-moving pieces and you really want to get it right uh, the very first time. So definitely you want to start with process assessment, get the lay of the land, incorporate digital workers, uh, potentially LCAP platforms. Now, as AWS customers embrace low-code, no-code approaches, and particularly LCAP, which we have been discussing, for example, uh, like Mendix on AWS, understanding how they can move through the transition in a systematic manner is very important. And we recommend a structured methodology. We refer to this approach as start, structure, scale. The start phase focuses on quickly establishing a first team, delivering one or more initial applications which show value and delight the users in the business. In the structure phase, it drives predictability continuity by formalizing methodology and architecture. And the scale phase is pretty much focused on continuously improving productivity uh, by applying this methodology across the entire organization. And usually this approach starts with a workshop designed to identify a portfolio of applications, which systematically evaluate inspirational ideas for applications and assign the value on several dimensions to generate a curated list of concrete apps that will deliver tangible and immediate value. Uh, we refer to this workshop as a portfolio workshop, three to four hour engagement with team members from both line of business and IT within the customer. And the workshop starts with an open forum to draw out as many ideas. So it's really an ideation session around that. It's based on existing business problems, and it aims to find inspiration based on organizational vision and uh, ongoing digital initiatives and, of course, the market trends. Great. So there is a prescriptive path for people. And if people are interested in learning more, I know you have a brand new report out. What can people expect from the report? Can you give us a preview? So current AWS customers, um, you know, uh, they can contact their AWS account execs who can help them uh, get a preview on the report, but who can also help them reach out to our IA team. Uh, as far as the report itself goes, uh, it is going to cover a few topics, all focused on LCAP. It's a deep dive on LCAP on AWS. 
And uh, it's going to cover initially, you know, what is LCAP? What are the areas where a customer can really benefit from using LCAP on AWS? And then we are going to index on those examples that we are seeing uh, are really succeeding. So a portfolio of solutions and going through them and exactly what the outcomes were using the LCAP platforms, what was the effort put in, what not only just the outcomes, but what was the effort put in, what were the challenges and things like that. So we covered that. And then we kind of do a deeper dive on two specific areas. Uh, we get into banking, we get into insurance. Beyond that, we talk about a day in the life of development with LCAP. And it's really taking the customer through the ability to start up a LCAP program within their business and then try to scale it across their entire enterprise. Excellent. And we'll have a link to that report in the show notes. Madhu, thank you so much for sitting down once again. Such a fascinating area of technology. Thank you very much, Katie. 